reaching Israel and the world and the world. Shalom uvracha, peace and blessings, beloved ones. Today we're going to be continuing our study, Cynthia Marjorie, in the book of Romans. And I want to talk about the fact that when we want to understand what the good news of the gospel really is, we have to go back to the apostolic writings. Paul said, if anybody comes and preaches a different gospel, he said, let him be accursed. So if we want to understand what the good news is concerning Messiah Jesus, we have to go back to the apostolic writings. What did Paul say the good news was about? Mm. And the book of Romans is the most comprehensive doctrinal treatise in the Word of God to help us understand what the good news is. Yeah. And it all is wrapped around the fact that God sent his son into the world to cleanse us, deliver us, and forgive us of sin. And yet today, many people are sitting in churches and they've never been convicted about sin. Wow, isn't that something? Because we can cover over, just like Adam and Eve in that garden, just cover over the sin with fig leaves, you know, with, oh, you know, I'm a good person, you're a good person, we're all good persons, we just have to make each other feel better. But in the end, it never works. And so getting down to the root, what's underneath, as we take those fig leaves off, what is it that really needs redeemed and cleansed and freedom? Amen. Shalom uvracha, beloved ones, peace and blessings. Welcome today to a study in the book of Romans. I'm calling it Journeying Through the Book of Romans. This is now the second season in this series. I encourage you to go watch all the episodes. This is the fourth episode in season two. I'm preaching expositorily through the book of Romans, meaning I'm going chapter to chapter. So we're covering Paul's full theological doctrinal foundation of our faith here. Now, what we were talking about last week is the fact that Jesus came to deliver the world for sin. God, first of all, sent Yeshua into the world, not to give us money, not to give us a good time, but God's primary and foundational purpose was to deliver us from sin. And as I've been saying throughout the series, many of us today don't really comprehend the seriousness of sin. In fact, the gospel that some of us responded to had nothing to do with sin. Some of us came to Jesus just because we wanted Jesus to do something for us that was unrelated to sin. But as I shared last week, the longer I journey in the Lord and the deeper I go in the spirit, beloved, the more acutely I realize the evil in my own soul that I need to become cleansed of. And so I want us to understand today the true gospel Again, Jesus came to save his people from their sins. And so I just want you to take a second right now. Maybe you're sitting and you've never been convicted of sin. If you've never been convicted of sin, beloved, your relationship with the Lord needs to go much deeper. All our relationships need to go much deeper. But if there's not a conviction of sin in your life, if you don't have an awareness of your own selfishness, 
of your wrong motives for doing things, of the things in your life that are out of whack or crooked, if you're not dealing with those things and if God's not making you aware of those things by his Holy Spirit, how can you be cleansed? Because the Bible says we're cleansed from sin as we examine ourselves. And Jesus came to deliver us from our sin. And so up to this point in the book of Romans, Paul has gone through a lengthy exposition teaching both Jew and non-Jew that you're guilty of sin before God. So with that said, I'm going to pick up in chapter number three, verse number nine. He's first of all speaking to the Jew. And he says, what then? Are we, speaking of the Jew, better than they, meaning better than the Gentile? He says, not at all. For we have already charged that both Jews and Greeks, Greeks is another way of saying Gentile, both Jews and Greeks are all under sin. And so I've been saying it over and over again. The gospel that needs to be preached today is repentance from sin. Not that God is going to fulfill us by giving us everything in the world. And that's what we're supposed to be looking to him, first of all, for. No, Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then everything else should be added unto you. Paul goes on to say in verse number 10, remember, we're going verse by verse here. There is none righteous, not even one. There is none who understands. There is none who seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they've become useless. There is none who does good. There is not even one. He's convicting the whole world of their need for a savior, of their need to fall on their knees and cry out, God, save me, have mercy on me. He goes on to verse number 18. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law. Again, he's referring to Jewish people because he's bringing conviction about Jew and Gentile so that every mouth may be closed and all the world. In other words, if Jewish people think that they're better than Gentiles, he's going back to the, to the uh, first century here. If Jewish people think they're better than Gentiles because they've got the law, Paul said, no, you might have the law, but you didn't keep the law. So he says, it speaks to those who are under the law so that every mouth may be closed and all the world may become accountable to God, because by the works of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight. For through the law comes the knowledge of sin. So Paul was just going back to the Jewish people of his time who thought the Gentiles were unclean. And he was communicating to them, listen, just because you have the law doesn't make you clean. And by the way, there's Gentiles that even though they don't have the law, they're keeping it more than you are. But the truth, Paul said, is that we're all guilty before God, every single one of us. There is none that does good, no, not one. And by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. This should reveal to us the deep truth that we can't attain eternal life by our own righteousness. You may be a Gentile and say, well, I'm not a Jew, so that's not really relevant to me. But beloved Gentile, it's relevant to you because the truth of the Spirit is that you cannot earn God's favor by being a good person. This is the whole point. There is none 
that do good, Paul just got done saying. No one shall be justified by the works of the law. No one's a good enough person to earn salvation. He's preparing us to cry for mercy and to not depend on ourselves or to be puffed up or to have pride. And some of us really need to hear that message because we have pride. We think we're better than other people. We think we're righteous. We think we're religious. We think we're spiritual. That has nothing to do with anything. Remember, Jesus told the parable about the two people that went to pray. One was a, one was a Pharisee and the other was a simple person. He was a, a sinner. He knew he was a sinner. And the two men went to pray next to each other. And first the Pharisee prayed. Now the Pharisee really thought he was a good person. He was trying to do good deeds, trying to walk in righteousness. So the Pharisee, we all know the story, begins to pray and he says, thank you, Lord, that I'm not like this sinner, this guy next to me. And then the sinner prays. He said, Lord, have mercy on me. Forgive me, save me. Yeshua said, the sinner went home justified. So I just want to speak to you right now. If you in any way think you're a good person through your own merit, you are totally separated from the Lord in that attitude because we are all completely dependent on God for salvation as a free gift of righteousness. The Bible says it's not by deeds of righteousness in the book of Titus that we do, but according to his mercy does he save us through the washing and regenerating power of the Holy Spirit. You know you need to come to Jesus. I want you to know, Jesus is up here waiting for you right now. And I'm asking you on his behalf, come and give him your life this instant. For Reba Schneider, one thing I've come to discover, he has a heart for the people, especially the lost souls. The first day of the crusade, I saw him speaking a few words and I saw people running forward, so many. People got saved, like yesterday was 300, today was more than that, it was uncountable. So the four days, if you say it, an average of 300 times four, that is an average of a thousand people got saved in the crusade, something that has never happened. God moved and Jesus touched people through his servant. Now I want you to repeat after me. Say, Father God, thank you for sending Jesus to die for my sins. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to come now and live inside me. Father God, I love you. Thank you for what you've done for me. Welcome to the family of God tonight. Let's give them a hand tonight. The purpose of discovering the Jewish Jesus is to evangelize and make disciples through the preaching of the gospel to Israel and the world. But this can only be accomplished through faithful partnership from viewers like you. If God is moving on your heart to become a monthly partner, call 800-777-7835 or visit rabbipartners.com. When you become a monthly partner, Rabbi would like to impart into your life with a very special gift, an authentic shofar made in Israel. The shofar proclaims Yeshua's return and announces the kingdom of God upon the earth. Begin your monthly partnership today.
let's continue on here. Paul says this, through the works of the law shall no flesh be justified, and now he takes us down a brand new path. Verse number 21. But now, it's a brand new thing. He's already convicted everybody. No, none of you are doing right. None of you are going to heaven where you're at. But now, it's a brand new word, Paul's got. Now he's getting ready to deliver the good news. He's given us the bad news. You're all guilty. None of you are good. But now is the gospel. But now, apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all those who believe. There is no distinction for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified as a gift by his grace through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus. Now let's take this apart again. Paul begins in verse 21 say, by saying, but now apart from the law. What does this mean? Salvation doesn't come by keeping the law, but salvation comes, get it now, church, apart from the law. It's a brand new way. It's a brand new way. We don't earn salvation through keeping the law, through our own righteousness, through being good enough. It's apart from that that salvation comes. It comes through Yeshua alone and is based not on our righteousness, but his righteousness and us receiving his righteousness imputed unto us as a free gift. That's why Paul said that he had lost everything in his life in order that he would be standing before God, not having a righteousness of his own derived from the law, but the righteousness that comes, Paul said, through Christ Jesus. He knew that his own righteousness by keeping the law would never get him to heaven. He came to that understanding. And so he gave all that up. Not that he stopped, um, not that he stopped relating to the law in a healthy way, but he stopped looking at the law as a way to salvation. He said he gave all that up. And now he put his entire confidence in the righteousness of Jesus and received Jesus' righteousness as a gift through which he'd be able to stand before the Lord truly being blameless. So listen again. For now, apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. So hear me now. It came apart from the law because salvation doesn't come through the law. It comes through Jesus but Paul also said here in verse number 21 that this salvation, this righteousness, was witnessed by the law and the prophets. What does it mean? It was apart from the law, but witnessed by the law and the prophets. What Paul is saying is that the law and the prophets spoke about, prophesied about, that God was going to send forth the Messiah and that the Messiah would take our sin, Isaiah 53, in his own body on the tree. Moses said once again, the Lord's going to raise up for you a deliverer like me, and whoever does not listen to him will be cut off. And so again, the Hebrew Bible spoke about the coming of Messiah and the work and redemption that he'd bring. But when Messiah came, he doesn't bring us into salvation by our own good works through obedience to the law. He brings us into salvation through his own body by dying and then rising from the dead as a gift that would be imparted to us. 
And this salvation, he said, is even in verse number 22, the righteousness of God himself. Not our own righteousness, which is as filthy rags, but it's the righteousness of God himself who clothed himself in humanity and died in our place. And through faith in Jesus Christ, verse 22, all those who believe will receive this gift. For all of sin, so no one can come to God apart from Jesus, all of sin and fall short of the glory of God, but through Jesus, in verse 24, were justified as a gift by His grace. Through the redemption, He takes us and He makes us whole, which is in Christ Jesus whom God displayed, in other words, Jesus didn't just, uh, you know, announce salvation from the sky, but God literally came to earth, physically, so that people saw him. So Paul says, whom God publicly displayed, or whom God displayed publicly as a propitiation in his blood through faith. This was to demonstrate his righteousness because in the forbearance of God, he passed over the sins previously committed for the demonstration, I say, of his righteousness at the present time so that he would be the just and the justifier of one who has faith in Jesus. So what Paul is saying here is that God's been patient in the past. He's, he's overlooked humanity's sin. He had for the Jewish people the holy day of Yom Kippur every year. It's spoken about in the book of Hebrews where the high priest would bring into the tabernacle and then into the temple a special room called the Holy of Holies where the Ark of the Covenant was. And inside the Ark of the Covenant were the Ten Commandments. And once a year on Yom Kippur, the day of covering or the day of atonement, the high priest would bring in, as many of you know, the blood of the bull and the blood of the goat and poured on top of that Ark of the Covenant. The New Testament calls that the mercy seat. And the Lord would see the blood on top of the Ark of the Covenant and he would forgive Israel's sins that year because he said, the life of the flesh is in the blood and I've given it to you on the altar to make an atonement for your soul. But we know that the blood of the bulls and the goats could never really take away sin. But God allowed it because it was a type and a shadow of what he would ultimately do in Yeshua. When he himself came to earth, clothed himself once again as a descendant of David, as a Jew in humanity. Sinless, perfect, dying in our place. And this is what Paul is saying here. That it was demonstrated in space and in time. Some religions of the world have no physical demonstration of their salvation. It's just a theory. It's just a, a, a belief system. But our God broke into time and space and into real history. And Paul says that this one, this Yeshua of Nazareth, this descendant of David, who was wounded for our transgressions, was pierced through for our iniquities, Paul said that he has become now in verse number 26, both the just and the justifier of one who has faith in him. In verse number 26, for this demonstration, I say, of his righteousness at the present time, so that he would be just and the justifier of one who has faith in him. Meaning that Jesus, Yeshua, is the just one. In other words, I couldn't die for you, for your sin, because I'm not just. 
I have to die for my own sin. And you could say, well, I'm going to die. I'm going to die for this person. But your death for that person wouldn't be sufficient because you're evil yourself. You're a sinner yourself. You got to die for your own sins. But Jesus is just. He can die for someone else. He can give his death as a gift to someone else because he's just. So he is both the just and the justifier. Because he's just, he can die in our place. And because he's given his death, the innocent one, dying in the place of the guilty, because he's imputing that to us, he has justified us. He is both the just and the justifier. So because, beloved ones, this is all about Jesus, Paul says in verse 27, where then is the boasting? How can we boast? We were saved by grace through faith as the free gift of God. For we maintain, Paul said, that a man is justified by the free gift of Jesus. In verse 27, where then is boasting? It is excluded. It's excluded. So Father, we worship you today. We worship you today. Father God, help us to fall deeper in love with Jesus. Help us to become more humble, Father, than we've ever been before. Help us to realize, Lord, that we're nothing without you. Father, we're nothing. We, 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 we stand by your grace. Father, that we didn't deserve anything, that we're no different than anybody else, but you in your sovereignty and in your election chose us out of the world and elected, Lord, to be graceful to us. And we of all people should be the most merciful and the most humble. So Father God, help us to receive this message in such a way that it tenderizes our hearts to be champions for Jesus, to be trumpeteers for the true message of salvation. In this world today that is walking away from Jesus, in this world today who oftentimes think they know the truth, think they've heard the gospel, think they've heard it before, heard there, heard it, done, been there, done that, and yet really don't know the truth. Help us, Father God, to carry the true message of Jesus. And for those amongst us that think that Jesus is just one of many paths, Father, may they be rebuked and recognize, no, Jesus, you're not one of many paths. You're the only path. You're the sinless one that died for the sinner. And there is no way unto redemption but through your blood, through your death, burial, and resurrection. Father, we just hail you today in the name of King Jesus. We worship you, King Jesus. We declare that every knee shall bow and every tongue confess, Yeshua, that you are Lord. Help us to redeem the life you've given us in the sense that we use it for your glory. Help us to make our lives count for you. You said that you would build your church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. Father, we declare that we are your flesh and blood in the world right now. Help us, Lord, to carry this message of salvation, this gospel that has the power to save here, now, and forever. Beloved, if you've been watching Discovering the Jewish Jesus for a while, I hope you've noticed that when it comes to raising finances for the ministry so that we can continue to proclaim God's word around the world, I really strive to not manipulate and to be clean. 
So the truth is today that it costs us a lot of money to be able to broadcast on television and all the other media outlets that we're releasing God's Word through, as well as the traveling that we do around the world. And I can't do it, beloved ones, without your continued help and financial support. This is the way God ordained it to be. John said in one of his letters that men that are preaching the truth are worthy of the support, the financial support of the church. So I wanna thank you for sending me out. And I also wanna encourage you, beloved, to know that when you support the gospel with your finances, there is a reward that will come back to you because everything that we sow into the kingdom comes back pressed down good measure and running over into our lap. Thank you for your love and your financial support. Here's how you can donate or become a monthly partner. Send your tax-deductible gift to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Or to give by credit card, visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call 1-800-777-7835 or text the keyword rabbi to 45777. To show our appreciation, we'll send you an audio CD and download of Rabbi's Message of the Month and our most recent newsletter. Your gift is bringing salvation, healing, and deliverance to Israel and the world through television, internet, and crusade outreaches. Finally, many of us have honored God with our finances while living, but have we considered how we can honor the Lord with our finances when we pass on? For more information, click Will and Estate Gifts at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. In the book of Numbers, chapter 6, the Lord gave instructions to Moses and Aaron to speak this blessing over his people. And the Lord said, when you speak these words over my people, I will place my name on them and bless them. Receive the impartation of the Lord's blessings. Yavah Yahweh the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up by his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. Revelation today for a brighter tomorrow. Find Discovering the Jewish Jesus on all your favorite social media outlets and stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. Connecting with Discovering the Jewish Jesus has never been easier. If two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. 
Let our prayer team pray for you. Send us your prayer request today by visiting our website or writing to the address on the screen. Our prayer team lifts up every individual request before the Lord. And then, as God answers your prayer request, or if God has touched your life through discovering the Jewish Jesus, send us your testimony. We want to rejoice with you, and your testimony will encourage others. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. At the same time, pray also for us, that God may open to us a door for the Word to declare the mystery of Messiah, discovering the Jewish Jesus, reaching Israel and the world. Today's episode concludes the series, Journeying Through the Book of Romans Season 2. If you've enjoyed this series and would like to purchase a copy, visit our website or call the number on your screen.